I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly. And on the show, I help human-hearted creatives cultivate acceptance, connection, and tranquility to experience more freedom, impact, and joy in life. In today's episode, I want to bring a bit more PEP. Well, PEP is an acronym, P-E-P, you know, like PEPI, Personal Evolution Practice. So I'm going to be offering a personal evolution practice today that's based in the Tao Te Ching. It's not always going to be based in the Tao Te Ching. It may be based in the neuroscience of coaching or other sort of life coaching, transformational coaching modalities. And when I offer a new episode or a new article that I'm subtitling with PEP, you can expect a practice, that it will be an invitation to put into practice what I'm offering, whether it be some form of critical thinking, but more often than not, something personal, something about how you can improve yourself, improve your life, to get more of what you want out of your life and to have more acceptance, impact, and joy. So today's episode is titled Self-Forgiveness is the bridge over the chasm of resentment. Just briefly before I get into it, this follows an episode I did a year and a half ago about can gay men forgive homophobia? And I've thought a lot about the concept of forgiveness since then. I've written, um, I've written, I've read a book by Jack Cornfield about the ideas of forgiveness and compassion. And then concepts that have shown up in my contemplation of the Tao Te Ching over the last year have really helped make things more clear. That forgiveness is about letting go. It doesn't mean that what happened in the past is right or wrong, or it doesn't mean that there needs to be some sort of resolution. But letting go in the sense of letting go of the part of yourself that's being held back. So hopefully this will become clear as I speak to you about this overall idea. So let me start with a quotation that comes directly from verse 79 of the Tao teaching and um, is Wayne Dyer's translation in his book, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of the Tao. So it's just one of the stanzas. Someone must risk returning injury with kindness or hostility will never turn to goodwill. So the wise always give without expecting gratitude. Someone must risk returning injury with kindness or or hostility will never turn to goodwill. So the wise always give without expecting gratitude. Now, it's only our egos which need to be right and need to be recognized and need to be seen that hold on to resentment. A dog, a cat, a horse, a cow, they don't hold on to resentment. They don't 
have ego like what we do as human beings. Two dogs get into an actual fight in the park. You separate them. You do some training with each of them. And then in five minutes, they're playing, chasing each other as if they're the bestest of friends in the world. As human beings, though, if we continue to hold on to a past narrative, clinging to it, however painful it may be, something that you play over and over in your head and embellishing it and picturing it and reliving it and recreating it, that's holding you back. That's keeping you stuck in the past, one foot firmly rooted in a past event that you cannot change because it has happened. Now, the emotions like kindness and love, compassion, notably self-compassion, empathy for other people, and humility will help you soften those harsher emotions that you might be experiencing around not wanting to forgive someone or some event. And those harsher emotions could be frustration, annoyance, anger, or rage. And the more you can have these softening emotions, the more you begin to see the futility of holding on to that which you cannot change. You can't change the past, but you can change how you're feeling in this moment. So it's very much an act of the greatest personal responsibility to forgive yourself first by allowing yourself to let go of past transgressions. Literally, you are forgiving yourself for having held on to something and the replaying of this memory, this event, the reimagining this event is causing you harm. And this is a choice that is a liberating awareness. When you can see resentment for what it is, which is an emotion that pulls you out of now, that pulls you completely out of the present moment. You aren't living in the now when you are feeling and experiencing resentment. And just a point of clarity here, there are situations in people's past experiences that are absolutely horrific, for which really you probably need to speak to a well-trained therapist who can help you deal with those kinds of horrible experiences, which may be seemingly impossible to forgive, but there are always stories you can see in the news about someone who has chosen to forgive the most horrific murderer, for example, because for themselves they chose to live in the now and to be able to live forever in the now, which allows them to move ahead. And when you forgive yourself for having held on to something for however long, you allow your attachment to that past transgression to dissolve. You know, like the common fiber drink 
Metamucil, it might take some time to constantly stir that fiber into the water until it seems to dissolve. And if you don't stir it well enough, there's going to be sediment on the bottom and you've got to keep stirring it and you've got to keep stirring it. The stirring is the work, the awareness. So forgiveness is like a bridge that spans a chasm. And in that chasm are swirling, angry, egotistical emotions calling out to notice me, pay attention to me. Let's get stuck together, baby. And the gatekeeper who keeps you from crossing over that bridge to reconcile your past is no one other than you. And when you cross that bridge, you are returning to the center to your most authentic and connected self. And when you can get to that center, that reconnection with who you are, you open up both sides of the bridge to others. From the past and from your future. You invite them to resolve and dissolve past resentments. Even if it's a case of having to have an imaginary conversation with someone who you need to forgive because maybe they're no longer here or it's just too difficult to actually speak with them in person. But what results is a collective personal growth for you and the other parties involved and closer human connections. So, how do you put this into practice? How do you make this a personal evolution practice. If you're listening to this, you can go to the show notes in in your app, in your uh, podcast player, and just click on the link to go to the article so that you can follow the step-by-step instructions. But I'll, I'll share them, explain them to you here. So here's how you can practice the art of forgiveness. Step one. So think back. Can you identify an event in your life that whenever you think about it, it triggers all sorts of negative emotions from perhaps sadness to anger or from unrealized expectations and loss to guilt and maybe shame? I would suggest perhaps that you start easy. Identify a relatively small event. Yeah, something that's annoying you or pissing you off, but it's not its not the big one, if there is a big one. Maybe it was just a one-time event. You're holding a little bit of a grudge, a bit of resentment against someone for something they said or did. And to get the biggest benefit from this practice, I suggest doing this by hand. So get out your journal. You can... Speak out your thoughts. You can use an online journal, but writing this out by hand, to use a word that might sound annoying to some people, it's far more therapeutic. There is a connection between the physicality of writing and what happens in the level of the brain and how we make connections and understand and how we can literally rewrite our own past narrative especially with this exercise when we get into sort of reprogramming 
ourselves for how we would rather feel. So write out what happened by hand. And be honest with yourself. No one else is reading this but you. Be honest in describing the situation fully and clearly. Make note of who was involved, what was said, and what you felt. Now, this is the challenging part with this step. Try to avoid blaming anyone in this written description. Try to stick to the facts as much as you can. Details, specific details. If you can, be an impartial observer, as if you were standing on the street corner and you witnessed an accident. However disturbing that may have been, you're you're passing off the information to the police officer to say, well, I was doing this, and then I saw this, and then this is what happened. Try to note the facts and not the emotions or the judgments. But don't worry about being perfect. Just get it down on paper. Now for step two. When you're done the first part, take out a red pen or a different color than what you use to make your, your first notes. And I want you to underline or circle all of the emotions that you felt. And remember, I just said, try not to put down emotions, but I'm sure you probably will. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult not to. And then ask yourself, why did I feel that way? Why did I feel that particular emotion in response to that situation at that time? Try and dig deep. Keep asking yourself, what else? Why else did I feel that way? You don't have to belabor it, but if you feel like, yeah, that's exactly the right answer, good, you can move on. But if you're sitting there still in some form of uncertainty or discomfort, you might not have everything clearly detailed. So write down your responses before you move to step three, which is to read what you wrote. Read it aloud. And now ask yourself, in that situation, what were the emotions I wanted to feel? Now notice I didn't say, what did you want to happen? Happening, what happens is an event. I drove the red car instead of the blue car. That's what happened. How we feel makes an impression on our memories. When we're in certain situations, sometimes we look back and wish we had done things differently. I'm guilty of that. Holy cow, I just did something like that this week. And when I looked back at it, I thought, okay, now that I look at this situation, I realize I will probably be able to handle it better when it happens again, because something similar will happen like that again. Absolutely. So in that situation, what were the emotions that I wanted to feel? Or just simply, how did I want to feel instead? What I don't want you to do is this. I didn't want to feel, because that's still identifying the feeling that you had. So if you didn't want to feel angry, for example, maybe you would have rather have felt confused 
because angry is just a reaction. Maybe you were angry at something that somebody said, but maybe it wasn't a horrible thing that they said. Maybe it was something kind of contentious and annoying, but you could be in the right frame of mind to be able to act confused and say, I, I'm, I'm very confused. I don't understand why you're saying that or what's making you think that way. That's a very different way of feeling. So forgiveness is about understanding and letting go. And if you can start by identifying how you wanted to feel in this past situation, there's two things that you'll come to realize. The first one is that your emotions are your own experience. No one else can make you feel how you feel. You may think that an external situation made you feel that way. Well, that external situation was an event that was a trigger. But even if you reacted in a situation, reaction takes you into feeling a particular way that happens so instantaneously that it does feel like something outside of you made that happen. But as we become more uh, cognizant of our environments, of all the ingredients that make up the recipe that will cook the outcome of how we feel, we can start to see the patterns, like I said earlier, so that suddenly you start to see something happening and you're like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, hold on, pay attention here. Otherwise, I might go into feeling this emotion, uh, this bad emotion I don't want to feel, or, oh, 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 this is, this is good. Oh, this is moving in a direction towards how I want to feel. This is moving towards me feeling joy. So your emotions are your own. And in the past event that you identified, you were most likely in reaction mode, okay? And emotions bubbled to the surface with little control. Now, the second thing, hopefully you'll realize from this exercise, is that with the distance that you have from this past event that you were journaling about, and how you identified how you wanted to feel instead. What can you now do about that past transgression? This is not about denying that the event ever happened or uh, trying to rewrite it and create a, a, a false past narrative. Rather, can you look at the situation now with both heart and mind And see that you can change how you want to feel about it by choosing how you want it to feel. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Can you now look at the situation with heart and mind and see that you can change how you want to feel about that past situation by choosing how you want it to feel? So that's part of the dissolving, and it's not denying what happened, but it prepares your mental training for future situations so that you might act differently and more in control of your emotions. And the key insight from this practice is that we can choose how we want to feel. We can hold on to how we felt about something 
But if that's not helping us move forward in life, we can change how we feel in the present moment. We can choose to let go of the past by forgiving ourselves for holding on to emotions that are actually in our control and are no longer serving us. And that is the path of personal transformation to liberation. Thanks for listening.